I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast where we break down politics, government structure, and dive into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're going to be talking about national emergencies. So grab your caravan. And let's get civical. I missed you, and I missed you, and I missed you, and oh my god, I missed you too! I missed all of you. So much. We're here today, it's a Sunday night where we are Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. I can't feel my face. (laughs) 
for reasons unknown to me. I just you ever feel like that? You ever feel like you just can't feel your face? Can't feel your face. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the mood, right? And you're just like, is it is it there? Is it there? Am I here? Is anything Am real? Where's up? Where's down? Time right. is a social construct. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel right now. But we're here. We're here, and, and we're we're gonna get her done. We're gonna get her done, and mm-hmm. uh, and just so everybody knows, although I know you know, I'm Lizzie Stewart. She is, and I am Arden. Wallentowski. She's not. She's a fraud. No, I'm just kidding. She is. She is. I am a fraud. She's a fraud. She I'm a fraud. Out. We're all frauds. Speaking of frauds, we're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk today about national emergencies. Heard of it? <laughs> Hashtag fraud. The we we have a we we have a national emergency on our on our mid in our midst uh-huh. on our borders. Ish. Did you know? Not really. Uh, lock the doors. Call Turn your children. Call your wife. Tell them to the come bathtub. inside. We've got. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> there are people. Appear- they're not. They're not coming for us. Nobody's coming. Nobody for is us. coming for us. Guys, There's no fine. fucking caravan. It's. It's. This is. Look. This is what you get on a Sunday night. The greatest. We don't usually. <laughs> literally, the greatest emergency that's happening right now is that I haven't eaten since 10 a.m. That's that's the that's a bigger emergency than the national emergency that was just declared. But you know, it got it got me thinking. It Tell got me. my noggin thinking. Tell me. Because what's happening right now is complete and utter bullshit. Uh huh. And and I just don't want us to lose sight that like. There are national emergencies that are legitimate. Totally. You know, like that's, totally. that's what I need. That's what I, I like wake up in the morning. I look in the mirror and I'm like national emergencies. Right. Are, are legitimate. Right. Except this one. So. Right. That's why I, w- I texted you and I was like, I think we should do an episode <laughs> on national emergencies so that people don't lose sight that, okay, this thing could be good. It's super complicated, mm-hmm. but. Like declaring it, a national emergency isn't necessarily the bad thing. Right. It's just what's happened right. now. now. In context, not great. Not great because there is no emergency. Because there's no emergency. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to unpack that. And we're going to start with, guys, we're going to start with fun facts. We're going to start with fun facts. Because it's going to get heavy real soon. And, and it's going to get complicated. So let's start off on a high. Yeah. Let's start off, you know, at the top and work our way into the downward spiral that we're Excellent. on. So I just want to start off with what the actual definition of a national emergency is. I'm getting this from Miriam Webster, my two best friends, Miriam Webster, love them both. Um, Webster defines. Blah, Webster blah, blah, defines. And a national emergency, first of all, is a noun. <laughs> Amazing. I just want to. Okay, let's get oh that God. out of the way. Let's peel back the curtain peel the of history. A national emergency is defined as. A state of emergency resulting from a danger or a threat of danger to a nation from a foreign or domestic source and usually declared to be in existence by a governmental authority. Okay, great. Amazing. Okay, great. I hear that. Uh-huh. I do want to say that below this definition, Merriam-Webster uses it, like they give, an, they give an example of when the term national emergency was used in history. Do tell me. So I have a quote. <laughs> oh my God. From my boyfriend, Harry S. Truman. And the quote is... Oh my God, I'm, I'm like bouncing in my seat. I know. <laughs> the quote is, Therefore, I do proclaim the existence of a national emergency. Unquote. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
It's like, I don't know. I do I don't declare. know what I do. Therefore, I do proclaim. Listen, the Southerners, y'all were meant to Look. declare national emergencies. Yeah, it is like, in your vernacular. Oh I do Lord. declare. I do declare this is a national emergency. I do declare we're in crisis. <laughs> oh, that's how I wake up in the morning. I do declare. <laughs> do Today declare. is going to be a good day. I need some coffee. I do declare that I am addicted to caffeine. <laughs> I do declare that I ran out of eggs three days ago. <laughs> I do um, declare I have no clean underwear. Exactly right. Uh, so that is, that's just like the literal definition of uh, national emergency. Amazing. Which, you know, because it's not in the Constitution, it's it's very, it's quite, it's clear. It literally is defined nowhere. Like what you call an emergency is no fucking place. Can it, you believe that? That nobody is, wrote it down? Nobody wrote it down. They were just like, whoever is declaring it, yeah, they'll have the sense to, to know, know what's an emergency yeah they treat they treat the definition of national emergency like i treat my wi-fi password which is like i'm just not gonna write it down i know i'm gonna remember it <laughs> and then the moment that i disconnect i'm like why didn't why i write it down that? damn it <sighs> should have put pen to parchment <laughs> quilled ink jotted that down should have jotted it down and you know we didn't jot it down no so yeah that's it is not defined anywhere in any of our things we just can declare national emergencies and whoever is declaring it has the full right to say whatever the emergency is there's so, no limitation when i say that i declare oh. an emergency that i haven't eaten since 10 am it is a crisis <laughs> would you say i have full authority <laughs> <laughs> i give you the full authority no somebody problem. put me down okay so there are another fun fact is that putting this uh, one aside the trump national emergency that we have right now uh-huh. there are 28 current emergencies so they're like literally so, so many emergencies that's literally, i didn't know that's, i was living under okay that's as many emergencies as i have <laughs> and i just feel like <laughs> i feel like the state of my apartment like is an emergency like the state of my finances is an emergency like yeah. just the state like me should seek therapy <laughs> And work through these emergencies one by one so through many. a series of breathing techniques. <laughs> you so know? many. It's so many. Yes, there there are current emergencies. Most of them are sanctions, which amazing, uh, great. But my question is, how is a sa- it, a sanction? Is us being like pu- it's like a punishment for actions? That yeah, done. it's a financial punishment. Great. Yeah. How is that an emergency? It's it's a response to it. It's like something fundamental, like a shift, uh, a political shift, a international relationship has happened and, it's and an we weren't happy about us. it it was an emergency to us and so in response we're like we're declaring a national emergency and as retribution for whatever the thing that has happened we will we are restrict uh, yeah stuff yeah. so you could say it's like when my exes get in relationships and i delete them off of all social media platforms you right. could say that a i've declared a nat- national emergency and right. that's a sanction or like when you change your Netflix password for the, the Netflix Ooh, password for the yeah. same reason, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. Not anymore, honey. Not anymore. You are kicked off. Not today, Satan. You I don't love get that. Hulu today. So the the longest standing current national or national emergency that's uh-huh. like still still going happening was a national emergency brought by our friend of the show Jimmy Carter that happened in November fourteenth, nineteen seventy nine. Yes, nineteen seventy nine, and we did sanctions against Iran because of the Iran hostage crisis. Yeah, we did that. Okay, that's an emergency. That's yeah. a crisis. There's hostages. I feel great about that. Jimmy yeah. Carter, you know what? Great job. But yeah, they've re-upped you know I that. love Jimmy Carter. I big fan. But they've re-upped that every year since yep. nineteen seventy nine. Yep, a <laughs> she's fun. still a problem. Iran. She's 
She's, she's acting she's up. She's an issue. She's acting up and lashing out. No, but the the fun fact that I've been holding on to and not telling you about oh is is the the president who declared the first quote unquote national emergency. Although yes. in this case, it was called a proclamation. Uh, enemy of the show, Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> in 1917. He declared an emergency block proclamation for the emergency in water transportation of the United States. There was an emergency of how we like there wasn't enough boats to get U.S. goods to where they needed to go. Trade. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To be like, we don't have enough like ships. Right. Uh, there's not enough resources. We need more cargo transportation. To get the thing from the thing. I mean, right, it probably right, right. has something to do with the war and the, you know, and all, right. all the things that are going on in that time period. But it wasn't about the war. It was here we go. This is directly from the proclamation. Oh my god, read. To establish for the purpose of encouraging, developing, and creating naval auxiliary and naval reserve and merchant maritime to meet the requirements of the commerce of the United States with its territories and possessions and with foreign countries. Oh yeah. They're talking about like like transportation of goods. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we don't have enough. We don't we don't have transportation. It's an emergency. Yeah. Right. So Woodrow Wilson. And he did a proclamation. W Maybe one of my least favorite presidents of all time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick That's favorites, so but he might be my least favorite. <laughs> Amazing. So that was the first proclamation of a national emergency. Yeah. Since then. What? Thank God. <laughs> we have since heretofore formalized through three pieces of le- three pieces of legislation ways to declare a national emergency. You know, one is not enough. No, one is the loneliest three. number. Exactly. Okay. Three is people like things in threes. Yes. Rule of three. Comedic timing is exactly great in right. threes. Yes. It's th- this is about the comedy. It's about and the I appreciate of, that. Yes. It's the bing, bang, boom. Congress was bop. very on time. Great. So the one that is crucial, crucial for our conversation today is the National Emergencies Act. Love it. Great. I love the title. Soup's Change clear. nothing. Right? <laughs> Soup's clear. You can, you think they could jazz like okay, this is me being a dick, but like you think they could jazz it up, you know? <laughs> the National Emergencies Act. Like, who is jazzed about this? It's like no Literally wonder's no nothing. One. Woodrow. There, that's Woodrow would be like, yeah, look. Thank God. I wouldn't have had to. At make least he that said proclamation. proclamation. Exactly. That's a more interesting word, but somebody just like, like, come on, like the National Emergencies Crisis Hotline Act of I don't know. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. I understand. Everything's on fire. Help act, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're drowning help us mm-hmm. act attack attack <laughs> act you know <laughs> so it was enacted under the 94th congress you Love remember them. it well i do remember that they're all you were my there. friends i am i was there <laughs> yeah in 1976 it's fairly young it's young she's I mean, young so clear, we had emergencies before this we Nere we I had say, two wars. world wars before this <laughs> nay i say we had an emergency or two like we have the Cold War, the Cold War, Vietnam. which is like this is in the middle of that, so maybe that's where this is coming from. Probably, uh, probably, everything comes from McCarthyism. Like I will stake that. I as love a claim. That. Everything is McCarthy's fault. Love. Obviously, this act gives the president the power to declare national emergencies. Great. Right. It also gives the Congress the power to end national emergency emergencies through a concurrent resolution, meaning that it has to pass. I got you, baby. You got me. I got you, honey. <laughs> it has to pass both chambers of Congress. Plus. 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 Why? I don't know why they can't say that. Oh, I don't know why they have to use shit like concurrent, concurrent resolution. resolution. But, I, you know, I'm not in Congress. <laughs> Whatever. If I was, I'd be like, we can stop it if it passes through both houses, bitch. That's what my wording would be. 
<laughs> but uh, you know, I'm not whatever. <laughs> we should always record on a Sunday night. Oh god. Um okay, and then the other thing they were into this piece of legislation is that every 6 months, as Lizzie has said, they must the house must vote on this concurrent resolution whether or not to keep the declaration going. Great. So it's just the house and then if it passes there it goes to the Senate and they're like, "Yeah, we're good too." Or yeah. only the house has to approve it. It goes from the house to the Senate. So every 6 months, the house votes on whether or not they want to keep these uh, national emergencies going. Great. Except Great. that like I love that. If it's I mean it's kind of the middle finger in the face of the definition of emergency. Right. I mean, it's if like, since how like long 1976, is an we've been yeah. voting every six months to like keep this thing going. Right. I just it's feel not like an emergency. Yeah. Cause an emergency is emergencies are time sensitive. Right. I would like say it's a crisis. It's a crisis, which usually means it's imminent. Like it's here. Right knock, now. knock, ding dong. It's here. It's here. Crisis. And I, so I feel like maybe at this point, if you want to keep, the sanctions going maybe the appropriate thing would be to vote on a resolution a bill to like pass mm. sanctions mm-hmm. so that they stay until a finite determined amount date yeah. or point or whatever whatever you know resolution that you want to have happened with syria because yeah. a lot of the re- a lot of the um existing national emergencies have have to do with um they're usually sanctions against various middle eastern yeah. actors syria iraq iran uh, like response to the 9-11 attacks, all of that. There's a lot of national, most of the the national emergencies that still stand, as Lizzie said, are those kinds of things. And so if, I feel like you're kind of subverting making a law. Yeah. Just by saying, sure, we'll do another six months. Right. Sure, we'll do another six months. Well, if we know anything about Congress is that they don't love making laws, you know? Yeah. Like they're not great at it. The, the outcome of product is low. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're like honestly one already exists great let's great, do let's it just keep hell yeah it's hell yeah why are we gonna argue so the language oh. of this <laughs> piece of legislation i love so something to this effect and it is this effect <laughs> <laughs> with respect to acts of congress authorizing the exercise during the period of a national emergency of any special or extraordinary power the president <laughs> The president is authorized to declare such national emergency. Do you? It's clear. It's I honestly I have no questions. It's rough. She's rough. She's rough. She's rough. Is she? Do you think a first draft? I think she's a first draft. She's like, oh this, shit, we needed to life. pass this, and uh, and we just need to like get some words on yeah. paper. Basically, it's saying like the pre- it just gives the president the authority to like declare, declare a, national a national emergency, and then emergencies declared under this law generally like we said, have to do with foreign countries and sanctions. And to quote one Charlie Savage from the New York Times, which like I, we should say a lot of this research is coming from Charlie Savage and his counterpart at the New York Times. Um, I think his name is Robert Pear and also the Brennan Center for Justice because the Brennan Center for Justice did a huge, and I mean like I didn't even attempt to read all of the studies that very they dense. did on national emergencies because she was dense. She was dense. So they, uh, so basically this law, a lot of times what happens is that the government freezes the asset, making it illegal, freezes the assets of foreign powers who they want to sanction, either as like a state, a nation, or like individual sanctions that mm-hmm. they place on 
sanctions that they place on individuals. They freeze their assets and make it illegal for Americans to do business with them. So that's what a sanction is. So yep. there's no like exchange of, of money. And usually if they're for things like for wrongdoing, for things like human rights violations, terrorism, or transnational narcotics trafficking. And this is what Trump is doing. This is what Trump is doing. So this is the act that he is using. So there's three, like we said, three basic yeah. pieces wanna, of legislation. And I want to put a pin this in this. Using. Because I want to talk more about sanctions in relationship to this because to me it's like is he doing sanctions against mexico no right <laughs> he's not because this no is <laughs> yeah and we're gonna well, let's introduce the other two yeah. and we can come back to this yep. but there's there's a reason why it. he's using this particular i love I legislation know, I love. because what hasn't really been clear i think i i, I follow the, i follow the news yeah. and it wasn't clear to me that this was like the first step of a very important two-step process for trump declaring a national emergency and then using another portion of a law great all right well so, until then so put a pin in that we're gonna so put a pin in that and we're gonna talk about the public health service act of 1944 mm-hmm. so my love my life fdr is in office just to kind of give you an idea we're setting the scene here coming out of the great depression and also the new deal i don't you know the war is happening but this act is this emergency is for health and illness related emergencies and to uh to quote the 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 legislation if the secretary of health and human services determines after consultation with such public health officials as may be necessary that a disease or disorder presents a public health emergency or a public health emergency including significant outbreaks of infectious diseases or bioterrorist attacks otherwise exists yeah so that's like like smallpox is back. right like the h1n1 uh oh, yeah. outbreak of like 2009 remember when yeah. people were like <gasps> Current ones are the 2019 California wildfires because of the air quality, the air quality, Oof. the opioid crisis. Yeah. And then some of the like the hurricanes and stuff yeah. because of the like the water contamination and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this that's one, what I love about this act, what? the title is poor, but what I love about this act 100%. is that it's clear. It's yeah. like if there's a disease yeah. that is infecting a ton of people or there's everybody's ill yeah. there. We can declare an emergency. Yeah. I'm loving the clarity. Right. So the third one. Talk the to me third about the one. third one. Okay. This one is the the Robert T. Stafford Disaster Relief and Emergency Assistance Act. Okay. First of all, shout out to Robert T. Stafford for getting his name in the title. Yeah. That is some that's some queen like shit. Mm-hmm. If I ever if I was ever to create legislation, let me be very clear. It would be the Lizzie Stewart is literally gorgeous act. Like every time the Liz- Lizzie Stewart is literally gorgeous act. I, like what else? There would be no, there would be no other title. Every there would legislation. Be no yeah. Everybody would vote in favor. I would always put my name on it. Oh my God. Anyway, shout out to Stafford. So um, what does this one do? So this is enacted in 1988 and this, in order for this act to take effect a national, the state officials have to request help from the federal government. Great. Yeah. So like, okay. Like so the governor has to be like, help me. Help me now. Great. Okay. Rhonda. Yeah. So let's say there's, so like one of the things that happened uh, that this would have fallen under was Flint. Yes. So I don't know if you recall, but during the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton went to Flint and said, if I am elected president, I will declare a national emergency in Flint so that they can get clean water and we can uh, replace all the pipes that have been mm. damaged and mm-hmm. so that the citizens of Flint can have water clean water which they by the way still don't still don't have 
just so we all know. Just so we all know. But that would have happened under this law because the the local officials or the state officials could have said, "Hi, we have no monies. Mm-hmm. Please help. Please help us, federal government, yeah, and give us money, yeah, to fix our pipes." And Hillary Hillary Clinton as the would-be president would then say, okay, great. Great. It's Here's yours. monies. Yeah. Take them. So this generally happens with things like that or with natural disasters. Yeah. Where there are like hurricanes. FEMA comes yeah. into play. Yeah. So whenever you hear a local or state politician, by local I mean like city or state official, go on TV, like when they're on CNN and there's yeah. like a CNN reporter like being blown into the ocean by love a hurricane, that. right? Yes, I love it. And then fast forward 12 hours later when we're declaring things on the, TV yeah. and the governor's taking the podium, people have lost houses and the words national emergency get floated around. It's this one. It's this. Yeah. Basically to just get more funds. Yeah. Directed to them. To the state. Immediately. The, yeah. yeah. The the money from the federal government is flowing to the state to help the people uh, in whatever state has been affected by whatever national emergency. Great. Yeah. Great. Yep. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So um, we, we can call this like a natural catastrophe. It's like a natural catra- catastrophe. Yeah. And like me, it's a natural catastrophe. But part of the thing with this is that where the money comes from mm-hmm. is like... <laughs> Where's it come from? <laughs> I was when I was researching it was uh, I found a little concerning. Oh, um, you mean we're doing something shady? How very unlike us. <laughs> and I do mean capital U dot capital S dot. <laughs> we're shady. So the money gets funneled from the federal government to the state. The president may. This is from like the legislation. The president may direct the drawdown of defense articles from the Department of Defense stocks. Great. I know literally exactly All those what that means. Yep. <laughs> drawdown. Uh, Depart- I'll draw you down. <laughs> Do you see that I put below the definition of drawdown? You did? <laughs> For me. <laughs> I did. I was like. So you drawdown means reducing the size of military presence or financial investment. Yeah, honey. Oh, yeah. It was the greatest thing. Yeah. Like, guys, this is so bad. She's literally starting to put definitions in the actual notes. Like, someone call me. I'm on this. <laughs> so, yeah, drawdown of uh, basically, like, def- you know, defense articles of Department of Defense stocks, Department of Defense services, and military education and training. A total value not to exceed a hundred million per year. So basically, what all that bullshit means is that you can redirect money from the military to a local state emergency in order to give them federal aid. So you're taking money like yeah over here and putting it right, over here. As long it can't be more than a hundred million. A exactly. Year. You I got love it. it. I love yeah. it. You know, I love a little check on spending. I really do. I do. I appreciate it. So with all of that said, or is there more on this one? That is basically all of that. It's generally supposed to be for the purpose of economic peacekeeping and anti-terrorism. <laughs> Sorry. Economic peacekeeping. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> I really don't know actually what that economic peacekeeping. Well, I mean, even if that was real, because it's not, I assume it means like making sure nobody like goes into ma- like massive debt you know right. you can't pay for stuff I, this is this is a shot in the dark but it, but there's nothing about the united states that shouts economic peacekeeping not now especially oh no 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 when we're like tariff 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 that's i couldn't have said it better myself right <laughs> literally i have no notes for that no <laughs> that's just tariff, that's tariff, the tariff. bill <laughs> tariff 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 <laughs> It's called Lizzie Stewart is Gorgeous Act. Tariff, 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 tariff. tariff, tariff. 
yeah look whatever we wrote a law we wrote a law sue me <laughs> she's great so with all of that said yeah so we have the three the three acts we have yes to recap the national emergencies act yeah the public health service act see and robert t stafford disaster relief and emergencies assistant act 100 percent. so those three right with all those things in mind what is trump doing <laughs> okay what is he up to what is he up now okay honeys Trump has declared a national emergency, and it's part of a, that's the first part of a two-part plan. Excellent. Okay. So. I'm impressed he had two parts, (laughs) to be honest. This is the first time. He needed, he's working backwards is what he's doing. Bless. So what he really was after is using the 10 U.S. Code 2808. Look it up. Oh, I know that. She's short. Right? Like, she's. Tw- t- you, why didn't you start with that? I know, 10 I US opened. Code 2808? Come I on. I'm I, so like, sorry. Like, I could recite it by memory. I won't now because, you know, <laughs> how obnoxious. How but obnoxious. yes, uh, right. 10 US Code 2808. It gives him construction authority, or any president, construction authority in the event of a declaration of war or national emergency. So he's declared a national emergency. He has. Great. He's working backward. This is the thing that he wants to make use of, this right. code. Lay it out for me. Okay, so we're going to read it because I think it's, ac- it's super important to actually actually hear the words okay right yeah okay so this is the first part of this uh regulation in the event of a declaration of war or the declaration by the president of a national emergency right so okay first thing he needs he needs to declare a national emergency which he's done check check in accordance with the national emergencies act which is talked about which is the thing we just talked about that requires the use of armed forces, which he has, which he's going to deploy to the border. Yes. So this is another piece. He okay. has to declare a national emergency. Which check he has. And he, want, he has to make use of the armed forces. So he's going to deploy armed, armed forces, forces to, to the, the border, border unnecessarily. Right. Great. Bless. Okay. And then next. The Secretary of Defense, which is... <laughs> Pat Shanahan. Oh, Pat. Without regard to any other provision of law, may undertake military construction projects. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what what we have so far to recap, he has to declare a national emergency, which he's done, which he's done, which needs to, w- must require the use of armed forces, and if those two things happen, then he can undertake construction projects mm-hmm. that are authorized by the Secretary of Defense. Which is Pat Shanahan. Which is Pat Shanahan. Everybody just remember the name Pat Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I'm with you. And may authorize the secretaries of the military departments, which are like the Coast Guard, Navy, uh, Army, Navy, Army yeah. Yeah, to undertake military construction projects not otherwise authorized by law that are necessary to support the use of armed forces. So the construction projects that you undertake have to be in support of the armed forces that you're deploying. So you have I to see. declare a national emergency, yep. send our troops to, to, in this case, the border or mm-hmm. wherever you're declaring a national emergency. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you can undertake a construction project, right? which in this case is, is Trump's wall. wall. Yeah. But the construction project has to be in support of the armed forces. I see. I understand. Do you see where like the rhetoric around the wall... Is, is important is important that's and why, why yeah. trump isn't backing down yes. about why he's declaring it yes i do see okay then such projects may be undertaken only with the total amount of funds that have been appropriated for military construction including funds appropriated for family housing hashtag question mark uh-huh. that have not been uh obligated 
Well, so there's some limit on funds. Well, it doesn't stipulate what that limit well, is, except the amount that has been set aside. Hello, nebulous. I but do. I do see the thinking here. Right. So you see where he's like he's. He read this and was like, I got you. I see. And he's working backwards. Mm-hmm. It also is the reason why he's um, long game this so much, which is why he harped on the caravan so much, because that is a physical presence of people trying to aport- approach the border. And so you, he's making the argument that he needs the armed forces in order to deter them or suppress them mm-hmm. because there are people coming to our borders Yes, and in order to support those armed forces, he needs a he needs to build a wall in order for the armed forces to be able to do their job. Right, to be like safe. I don't know what the what the reasoning is, and in order for them to be safe, there has to be a threat in which they have to be safe from. Right, exactly. There's a lot in these sentences. There are a lot. Trump is taking full advantage of advantage of yes okay then the second part of this just to finish out these two other subsections of yeah. this code that is fairly short short 10 u.s code 2808 exactly so part b is when a decision is made to undertake military construction projects authorized by this section the secretary of defense shall notify in an electronic medium pursuant to this other section the appropriate committees of congress of the decision and the estimated cost of construction projects including the cost of any real estate action pertaining to those construction projects. So basically it's like when this dis- like when the decision is made to basically do the thing, right. Then the Secretary of Defense has to notify Congress how much it's going to cost. Yep. Great. And then the last section is the authority described in the aforementioned subsection subsection A. Mm-hmm. Remember which it. Which Trump is using. That's the thing that has all the words that Trump is working backwards from. Shall terminate with any respect to war or national emergency at the end of the war or national emergency. So whenever he says it's over, it's over. Okay, great. Okay, great. Okay, nobody <laughs> move. Okay, stop. So, okay. Okay, The let's say... So we're in a crisis. There's an emergency at the border. There's not, but there is. Okay. All this, all this happens. The wall gets built. Yeah. Then the emergency goes away. Can we tear down the wall? You would have to appropriate funds to do that. Look, I'll fucking do it. I'll (laughs) appropriate funds. Are you joking? Lizzie Stewart is gorgeous. Appropriation. (laughs) (laughs) Tariff, tariff, tariff. Tariff, tariff, tariff. Appropriation to tear tear down down the the fucking wall. But where the money is coming from, the right, budgets. That was the whole question. Like, where is he going to get the five point? Because Nanners was like. Nanners was like, not no, from me, honey. No, baby. You cannot have your allowance. Okay. So he's taking $600 million from a Treasury Department asset forfeiture fund for law enforcement priorities. Yeah, from things that, from money that was gained from asset forfeiture. Which, side note, the SCOTUS also just ruled was, like, not constitutional. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. Where they, you can't just, like, seize assets. Yeah. I love that. But that's where he's taking money from. Okay, great. So he's taking $600 million from that. Yeah. He's taking $2.5 billion Mm -hmm. from a military anti-drug account, most most of which would have been siphoned from other military programs the Pentagon has yet to identify. So basically $2.5 billion that the Pentagon was just sort of like trying to figure out what to do with, but it was supposed to be around drugs. I think a a big chunk of it is coming from this anti-drug account. Mm -hmm. And then the part that is other military programs the Pentagon has yet to identify is 
they will be told yeah. that they have to find this remaining amount, whatever they right. aren't taking from the anti-drug right. account, <laughs> they have to find from other programs. I love that. Great. So just cut it out. Yep. And then finally, $3.6 billion in military construction funds. He said he could redirect by invoking an emergency power statute. Yep. Heard of it? <laughs> that's what he wants to do. So he is, so that's almost, that's over $6 billion? Yeah. Yeah, that's over six billion. It's over six billion dollars yep. coming from mostly military funds. Mm-hmm. Great. So I think this is a great time to talk about how we put checks on national emergencies. Like like oh like Tell we're a system me. of checks and balances. It's apparently. Uh, yeah, I know. Supposedly. It, it feels feels a little distant, um, mm. the checks and the balances, but apparently there are checks on national emergencies. Yeah. The first one, and I really I like hate to say it. The first check is presidential self-restraint. <laughs> so so looking inward what? and saying, no, I don't need this. I don't need this. I'm not going to do this. I don't think Trump. Trump does not have self-restraint. No, obviously. I don't think there's anything that Trump has ever said. I don't need that. Yeah, no. He's literally never said he's that. He's a toddler. About he's a toddler. It's he's id only. Yeah. Where it's just like whatever I want he's it a now. Walking id. Yeah. Yep. The lawmakers are mm-hmm. another way to check them. What is this? The National Emergencies Act ended old emergencies that had not been ended and needed to be turned off. So when they passed the na- the National Emergencies Act, yeah. the other thing they did is a, it created a way for presidents to declare national mer- emergencies and uh-huh. also went back and said Oh, these things we've had going on for 40 years. Maybe we shouldn't be doing them anymore. Right. So in order to like stop a national emergency from happening when the when it comes up for renewal, you can shoot it down in both houses. But then you also have to have override power if the president Trump will veto it. Right. Someone call me. (laughs) (laughs) So there but there are some challenges to Trump's national. Yes, that I have seen. There's a there's a lot. There's yeah, there's what's like, happening. I remember the news, like, the the night that he announced it. It's like, 12 states are already ready to go. Right. <laughs> like, let me guess the 12. I know. I? Uh, lay it on me. Okay, so the states. So the states, yeah. yeah. The states are, are trying to stop the, the statute part of it. So there are 16 states that have filed in federal district, district court in San Francisco, arguing that the president does not have the power to divert funds for constructing a wall along the Mexican border because it is Congress that controls spending. Power of the purse, power baby. Of the purse, power baby. of the purse. And that court case is California et al. versus Trump et al. And it says that the plaintiff states are going to court to protect their residents, natural resources, and economic interests. I love it. Go to court. Yep. Go to court. The other way that people are trying to stop the um, the process is uh, in Congress. And they're trying in that vein, they're trying to stop the declaration of the national emergency. Bless. So, that, yeah. So the states are trying to stop... The code part, yeah, the diverging, the um, diverting funds part, yep. and Congress is trying to stop the actual actual de- declaration of national emergency. I love it. It's like it's like a, it's like a two part mm-hmm. attack. Yeah, you know, it's a coordinated. Yep defense they need a concurrent resolution that would probably pass the house maybe the senate but they would need a veto-proof majority right so that's congress so there are things that are happening yeah we're trying we're trying we're trying um other lawsuits that are happening there are some organizations that are challenging it in court um, which has happened with trump's executive orders like the aclu yeah yeah, yeah. is a common one the one of them is the public citizen organization they are representing texas 
Hey, guys. Thank you. You're doing the Lord's work. I'm here. We're here. <laughs> Texas, my love, my light. Don't let them do this to you. <laughs> They're representing Texan uh, landowners and an environmental group based in Texas. Basically, like, don't take my land. Don't take don't my ruin. land. Don't use my resources. Don't use my resources. Don't yep. ruin the environment. Yeah. Another one is the Center for Biological Diversity, Defenders of Wildlife, and the Animal Legal Defense Fund. Great which title. Are, yeah. Which Great are, title. It's, yeah, those are all different organizations, um, and they're uh, basically claiming that the wall endangers wildlife, public lands, human rights, and native lands. Which it does. Which it, LOL, it does. I don't think these have been announced yet. At least they weren't as of the 23rd-ish. The ACLU and Protect Democracy are also oh, in the works to, like, yeah, something. they'll challenge it. And, you know, me. <laughs> I challenge it. <laughs> and Lizzie Stewart says, And Lizzie Stewart you. is gorgeous versus... The United States, bringing it to the Supreme Court, so I can I can finally look them all in the eye and be like, yep. "What are you up to? Yep, what are you up to? Right. So, what do you do? You think the national emergency will get struck down? Do you think it'll happen, or do you not think it'll happen after doing all the research that we've done? I don't think it's gonna. I think it. I don't think that Congress is gonna be able to. I agree. Take I, don't it down. That. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. I think you've got more of a chance in the courts. Yeah. Especially in the the public citizens case because it's Texas. It's Texans. Yeah. So Stay clearly they Texas. have standing. They have. Oh my god! How dare you even bring that term back in here? <laughs> I literally, I my shoulders went to my ears like hearing the word standing. <laughs> they do have standing. They're there. They're standing there. They're standing by where the wall would be. They're standing in the wall. It is their property. It, it is, is their, their property. natural resource. They, they have do standing. have standing. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, but that's it. That's it. That's national that's emergencies, national guys. Emergencies. Hopefully, I'm I'm hopeful that this will not come to pass. And I don't. I can't. I can't articulate why. Okay, I, I cannot. But I, it, I just, I feel like, and, and I, you know, I know I argue with the Supreme Court all the time. It's just a one-ended argument. Uh, they don't argue back with me. I'll but get Sony on the phone. I do, I do feel like there's enough wrong with this yep. that it won't hold up in the courts. Yeah. Can I tell you something that bugs me about the rhetoric around national emergency? Of course you can. It's not going to be a popular opinion. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> Hashtag unpopular opinion. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there's uh, some like Twitterverse conversations that are like climate change is a national emergency. And mm-hmm. I, and I feel like when we do stuff like that, when the left does stuff like that, mm-hmm. we're like lending credence to this thing that like anything that we care about, that we have right. like a, a right. real policy issue goal concern about right is the national emergency when that's really what not that's not what they're supposed to be exactly it's, it's not like, the definition of an emergency i know i think we actually need to be on the opposite end and be extremely strict yeah with what we define as like what yes. we're using this legislation that we've talked about for right i think you're right i think i mean i think we have a climate crisis on our totally half for 20 years but right. you're right yeah it shouldn't be resolved by using this this what we've talked about here today it should be resolved by passing meaningful legislation that regulates the use of fossil fuels and carbon dioxide and carbon dioxide and all the things or like gun legislation gun legislation also a crisis there is a huge crisis with guns it like you just we congress has to do its job which is pass meaningful legislation and it won't do it because everybody is being paid 
by everybody. I mean, like, Democrats and Republicans have fossil fuel money coming out the wazoo. Mm -hmm. And we just have to get real about that. And that is why we, we don't have these changes because people are taking money from these organizations. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that. Like we got to get real about that. But I completely agree with you yeah. that you sh we shouldn't be using. We shouldn't have to use right. this this thing that we're talking about. Right. We should be holding politicians accountable. Right. Like this is meant for when somebody like when Putin invades um, Ukraine. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, like on that, everybody's like mind when Putin invaded Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. Like that kind of thing or like the sanctions against Syria. Like when something tr truly dramatic happens. Oh, my God. That was so telling. When something truly dramatic happens. <sighs> Um, I declare an, I do declare. I do declare an emergency. Yeah. Or when, a, you know, an entire state goes up in flames. Right. I do declare. I do declare. An emergency. It is a national, national emergency. When an entire state yes. is underwater, I do right. declare. Yeah. A national emergency. Because I think when we start using the rhetoric that Trump is using, we're conceding to his Yeah. Argument. We're taking steps away from democracy. We yeah. have a system in place and I... <laughs> I don't love it, but we have a system in place mm -hmm. in which we're supposed to be able to deal with these issues. The fact that we can't deal with these issues is not a reflection on the system, but a reflection on the people working the system. Right. And those are the people we need to be looking at, not trying to find random loopholes of how to get things done. Because, I mean, it's just like, this isn't the answer. Yeah. You know? It's like, look, look at, you know, if, look up your local representatives and your and your state and, and uh, federal representatives in the House and in the House of in the House and the Senate and see where they're getting their money from. Mm -hmm. See who's taken big NRA donations. Mm -hmm. See who's taken big fossil fuel donations. You'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. All the Democrats that are opposing the Green New Deal. A lot of the reason is because they got money coming from fossil fuels. So just take a look at that. And call them out, y'all. Like, they work for me. They work for you. And then throw your support behind the Lizzie Stewart is Gorgeous Act. Come, I do. Coming to you. You're a beauty. 2020. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's what I had to say about that. I do declare. I do declare. This episode is over. I do declare. Guys, thanks for joining us on this magical journey uh we love you love you so much and guys if you like us you can rate us you can review us you can find us on twitter and instagram at let's get civical send us your questions we're here to answer or try to answer um and if you're interested in calling me you can call me at 347-509-9414 what are you gonna call me about i don't know you tell me but i can't wait to hear it and we'll see you next time Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice.